Welcome to the Maybe I Can podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Weiss. I'm here to motivate and inspire you to stop using your circumstances as an excuse, just like I used to. An excuse to not take control of your life. It's time to stop living your life on autopilot and start taking purposeful action to create the life you truly desire. Let's do this together. Welcome back to the show. So happy that you found us. And I'm super excited because I have a fabulous guest tonight. Why did I say tonight? Who <laughs> says it's tonight? Where the heck did that come it's from? And very you... light out for it to be nice. Exactly. And we're even recording this at 1130 in the morning. Okay, well, whatever day, day it could be, maybe it is night, maybe it is morning. Anyway, my guest today is Sarah Hines. And after being a classroom teacher for 20 years and spending a few years living Groundhog Day, after Sarah turned 40, she needed to take action to prioritize herself. She has always been plus size, and she realizes that she was living a small life because of her bigger size, actually negative thoughts about her size. After doing a lot, on, a lot of work on her mindset and limiting beliefs, Sarah saw her life change for the better and wanted to pass it on to other women who felt stuck in their life. So she began, on, she began an Instagram channel to push her out of her comfort zone and showcase an inspirational lifestyle for plus-size women over 40 at the Sarah Hines. Sarah wanted to show women how to get out of their own way to embrace a big life. Over time, she realized it's not just plus-size women that live small lives because of their bodies. Many women that follow her are not plus-size. They just have negative thoughts, thoughts and or relationships with their bodies. In addition to Instagram, Sarah started to create a program to help women over 40 create a life they love. She believes so much in what she teaches, so much in what she teaches women that she left the classroom, which was very scary, and has been working on building a business, helping women see they're worthy and enough just as they are, that their weight or body size is not connected to their worth. And boy, she speaks my language. So welcome, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you, Debbie. And I know you totally understand this. I know your history with weight and we've had many conversations about this that, yes, it is amazing. It is amazing. And I could go off and, mm -hmm. but, but instead I'll stick to the script and say, I, since we're the Maybe I Can podcast, I have to start by asking you to tell me about a time that you transitioned from a defeated, I can't mindset to a more empowered, maybe I can mentality. Actually, it's actually one of the, my favorite stories to tell is uh, because of my size, I had started to avoid all social events. I didn't even go to one of my best friend's weddings because of my size. And the, seriously, like I had really shrank my life. And so all of a sudden that that aha moment hit me and I just started doing the work and I went from <laughs> not going to events to now stop me. Like literally <laughs> I'm like dance floor. I'm in. <laughs> How the heck you ready? did that happen? My three minute rule. And this is literally one of the things I teach women all the time is I realized I was letting my thoughts of people judging me, which we judge ourselves harsher than anyone else. 
to stop me from going and being with people. You got an invite to whatever event you're going to, and it could be even be a business meeting. They want you in the room. And so you have to get out of your head to get into the room. And this is the three minute rule. I'll, do, I'll condense it. It is when you go into an event, if you're, if you're angst up, which we tend to do. Oh yeah. First thing you have to do is like an Olympic, Olympic athlete, you need to visualize. You have to visualize having fun, talking to the people you want to talk to that are at that event. Two, you have to enforce your boundaries before you get there. A lot of times, you know, there are going to be some people there that you really, that they're called energy. I call them energy vampires. They suck the life out of you. Oh yeah. Avoid them. You do not need to be part of that. But the key to the three minute rule is when you walk into an event, it is human nature. It is not you. It is literally every person walking into that event. They are going to compare you to the last version of you that they saw or talk to. And the thing is, what you have to realize is it's comparison, not judgment. It is just an observation they are making. You're doing the same thing. You're telling me you didn't walk into the last thing and went, ooh, lost weight, gain weight, good work, bad work. Ooh, lost hair. Ooh, what an outfit. That's a choice. And so everyone does it. And the thing is, you're letting that three minutes at the max because this is the beauty of it. And I really want people to become aware of it. After that first initial scan of the room and keying in on people, what do you do? And they're doing the same thing. They come back to themselves. How do I look? How do I feel? Who do I need to talk to? Now it comes back to all about you. So you're letting 180 seconds stop you from being on the dance floor, talking to your friends, having a good time, adding fun to your life. And it's literally three minutes at probably the max that are that you're going to be that uncomfortable but every single person, I mean, I've talked to people who are size twos who say they go into events and they're immediately feel on show. Yep. So it's not just you. And that's part of my message is you're not alone. Everyone is doing it. This is not unusual, but you have to start getting comfortable that it's okay to be compared or um, observed as being different. I mean, my weight has fluctuated literally hundreds of pounds. Oh yeah. Me <laughs> I know you understand it. Oh yeah. And so the last version might've been a tinier version. The last version could have been a bigger version. Again, there's, you have to become, I call it body neutral, get neutral about it, that this is who I am. Those are gone. Those are not versions of me anymore. This is who's showing up. And that's the key. You have to be able to show up for yourself. And so that is really the, my biggest, I can't to, I can is I stopped avoiding all social events. And like I said, now the dance floor is a dangerous place because I'm always on it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. You know, it's funny because I actually, I think in my journal wrote this this morning, um, I've been, you know, I'm not happy where my weight is right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, thinking about my book launch where I'm going to have somebody video me mm -hmm. giving a talk. Yep. And so that is on my mind. Oh my goodness. Somebody's going to video me. And then that video I'm going to send out into the universe. And I need to be at least 10 pounds thinner than I am now between now and then. And someone said to me, no, you don't. What you need to realize is you're confident in who you are now 
and you'll be just as confident whether you're 10 pounds heavier or 10 pounds, well, you know, whatever it is, don't focus on the losing weight. Why? What's going to happen? It's almost like that, that feeling when you say, oh my gosh, I have to lose X amount before the vacation, before the wedding. And then when it doesn't happen, you feel like crap. Absolutely. And that's something that I'm going to give you the biggest tip. You need to get an outfit for that video that you feel fabulous in because that is what's going to come across. Absolutely. Too often we put ourselves in tight clothes. We put ourselves in uncomfortable things because we think it's going to make us feel better. And instead it weighs us down. And then you're not even in the moment because you're constantly like, oh, my belt is cinching. My shoes are too tight. Honestly. So my biggest tip to you is for that, that launch is get that outfit that just makes you feel like the million dollars that you are. And, you know, I know you love fashion. And one of my questions with that is how do you, or, okay. So let me just say how I have been my whole life. If I'm at a weight that I'm not happy with, I feel like nothing looks good, right? I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to look in the mirror. And so sometimes I feel like I can't find anything that makes me feel good because I'm unhappy with my size. Did you ever feel like that before? Oh, oh, absolutely. One of the things when you you read about my Groundhog Day, I got to the point, I was wearing the same five outfits when I was teaching. (laughs) I literally had Monday through Friday outfits because I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to even look at myself. I knew they matched. I joked that they used to, if you're old enough, you remember Granimals where they had the matching shorts. Those were my teaching outfits during my Groundhog Day period. (laughs) And so I totally understand what you're saying. So this is, these are tips to do. One is bring someone else with you that you trust there, that they will be honest because you don't want a yes person because you don't want someone like, oh, it looks fabulous. And yeah, no, you need someone who will go, get that off your body. It's not okay. (laughs) And second, this is a tip and it's interesting because it actually will help you with the idea that nothing looks good on you. Mm. Take a picture of yourself in the outfits. When you see the outfit on, it's amazing the difference of looking in a mirror versus having a picture of you in it. Because you're kind of like, well, this, I have a waist in this. Where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, all you're seeing is fat and frumpy. And yet when you look at a picture, you're kind of like, oh, that color really pops my eyes. You start being able to become more objective than subjective. Because when you're in your mind, like where you are, because you do feel, you know, heavy in your own skin. Yep. You have to find those tools to access and honestly taking a picture of it will just will help you decide, but also you need an objective person who will be honest with you. It can't be just you because you will walk into a a dressing room and be like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. You, yeah, no. (laughs) Luckily I'm lucky enough to have my cousin Mindy who my whole life, I mean, she just has an eye for everything and I'll walk into a store, I'll peruse and I'll say to her, nope, I can't find anything. And then she picks like 10 things and she shows me before we go into the dressing room and I'm like, no, that's disgusting. Yeah. And she'll say, you're putting it on. And I put it on and she's always right. So Mindy is who you need to bring with you. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because again, it's not about your appearance. We are so as a society hooked into how we look. Yeah. I mean, you're an accomplished author. 
You are a podcaster. You have so many things. You're a great mom, great wife. It was one of your roles. And yet that 10 pounds is what's taking you down. I know. Not okay. You've got to celebrate what you have done instead of focusing on, oh, I'm a little puffy right now. Yeah, a little puffy. <laughs> I like that. All right. So I want to know, was there, you said you had an aha moment. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know personally, it's hard to say, oh yeah, it was 1045 on uh, October 12th, 19, you know, 19, yeah. whatever, 2010. What, what was it and how did you begin to make that change? Okay. So this is, this is priceless because it does not put him in a good light. Yet my husband <laughs> is absolutely my biggest supporter and just a love. Okay. okay. So what happened was I was living the groundhog. Like I said, I was literally wearing like matching outfits because I couldn't care less. Your gar animals. Yeah. Yep. My gar animals. Uh -huh. And so I'm going out with some girlfriends that weekend. I will never forget this. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, Oh, you tried. Uh, what? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh my God, you did your hair. You got a little makeup. you got pretty earrings. Like, look at you. <laughs> I was like, this is what he thinks is trying. That was horrifying to me. Like that was like a, my husband, this is, this is trying. Oh, and boy. so honestly, it was like a light bulb went off. I'll never forget that because it was like, no, this is not okay. And so instantly I went out to, a because I'm a big voracious reader. Mm. I went out and got books on self-development, like self-worth, self-love. It was like, bam, bam, bam. And then I found one of the people who um, I think you follow, Elizabeth Benton. Yep. And so she, I, I went to one of her workshops. I, I started following her on her podcast and slowly but surely it started clicking that my weight had nothing to do with who I was and that I needed to make changes to show myself that I was worthy of being who I am. And so the best is though, and this is what I always come back to is <laughs> it's not that hard if you keep practicing it. The key mm. is the practice Yes, because we'll do like one thing, like for example, the three minute rule. So I went to an event, I finally got out of my head and I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this party. I went to that party and when I got home, it was so overwhelming. It was like, oh yeah, nope, I'm good. Like that was a good one. I'm good for the season. <laughs> one and, done. Yep. And, but the next time I went, it got a little easier because I got the habits in place. And so I started doing the things. And so slowly, and so that's where I always say, it's not grand gestures. It's the small thing that adds up to huge results. But honestly, I will never forget him turning to me and going, oh, you tried. Oh God, that's horrible. And I'm sure he didn't realize no, what he was saying, he obviously. He thought he was being nice. Yes. Complimenting me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that, is, that was the moment of, oh, things have to change. And we all have them in, in different areas of our life. Yes. So, yeah. It always comes down to this mindset thing, huh? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything that I've explored too in personal development, it doesn't matter what area of your life you're trying to change. It all comes down to how you're thinking, what your Completely. thoughts are. And changing those are hard, 
and it does take so much darn practice. I mean, it's always a work in progress, but it, you're right. It gets easier because it becomes habitual. It does. And let me just say, I do not believe life is all rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. I know sometimes people, the toxic positivity, I call myself a realistic positive person like because that. there are days I get up, I put on clothes and I'm like, mm, nope. nope, this is tight. Like I don't feel good. I feel frumpy. That's human. But the difference is I don't then let it ruin the rest of my day. Whereas there were days that I'd be like, I'm just going to get back in bed. Like if it was a Saturday, <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the biggest difference is it's it, you're constantly in. The thing is, we're not taught it in school. Confidence in a positive mindset is not taught. It is, but it is a skill because our human brains are wired negative. We have a thought every three seconds and I forget the percentage. I want to say it's over 70% of our thoughts skew to the negative. Yeah. And so if you start believing and only hearing those, how well, how are you going to feel? It's going to take you down. So yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot of work, but as I always say, you're worth the work. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You certainly are. Everybody, all of us is worth, worth the work. And for yeah. me, I never even realized that there was an option. You know what I mean? I thought this is just, I never, I never paid any attention to my thoughts. I just figured, well, it's in my mind. So it must be true. Well, and I have to say, Debbie, I think part of that is our age. I'm 51. And so we were raised in a generation who there wasn't personal development, truly. No. There wasn't any of this like be positive, like live a good life. It was get through it is basically it. Like suck it up, knock it off <laughs> kind of. Exactly. Kind of and so I think what excites me is now it is so pervasive and so in front of everybody, this personal development and improving your life. And you can have the life of your dreams. I mean, you're a great example. I mean, look at you. Did you ever think even I'll go five years ago, you were going to be in, oh uh, my God, you Not know, me. never. See, but Never. you've done the work and you realize, you know what? Life is meant to be one I love. And you did the work again. It's all about putting in the effort. It's funny because you know how they say it's, it's about the journey, not the destination. And, and you and I talked before we hit record that we don't really know where we're headed mm -mm. and that's okay. It's no. like now so exciting to get up every day and talk to people like you and do these things that you love, you're excited instead of going to groundhog day in school. Mm -hmm. It's not oh. like it was terrible, but it, you know, you're just getting through. Yes. And, and that's the thing is it was what was expected of me. Yeah. And, and I'll throw the bouquets. Cause I believe everyone should be throwing bouquets at themselves is that I was good at my job. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to walk away from something that people are like, Oh, you're so good, blah, blah, blah. And, but yet that wasn't, my dream, my dream was not to be a teacher and it is a noble profession and I loved it. And I loved my students, but I realized I was doing it from the expectations of when I was 20 years old, not when I was 40, you know, four. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you're still teaching. Uh, true. I, I have a different classroom. The That's world right. is my classroom. It's That's right. Very true. So you can't what... take the teacher out of me. No. <laughs> So what made you, okay, so you figure out on your own, okay, this has to change and you 
start changing your mindset. At one point, did you say, I want to show others how to do this and make that scary change, like you said in your bio, very scary change to actually leave your safe, secure job as a teacher, classroom teacher? Actually, it was the pandemic. I saw Mm -hmm. such negativity going on. And I I laugh. One of the things that I kept saying is the bigger my size, the smaller my world. Mm. Well, the entire world became small during the pandemic. Yes. And so what happened is people were left to actually be in their own company. And I just saw all this negativity popping up and I couldn't stand it. And I, and again, I, I joked the Pollyanna, I was like, maybe because I was a kindergarten classroom teacher at the time is I thought, no, we need to be putting out positivity. People should have a place that it's not a doom scroll that social media should be a place that you can actually go on and feel better. Yeah. can't imagine that. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I wasn't seeing a lot of plus size women over 40 showing that they liked their life. That yeah. was a big thing for me was that I wasn't seeing myself reflected. And I do think representation makes such a difference. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is I love that now a lot of the clothing sizes like Athleta, Fabletics, you know, all of them are going 3X, 4X so that larger sizes can move in a cute outfit. Exactly. Yet people are tagging them being like, oh, they're supporting an unhealthy lifestyle. Okay, you can't have it both ways. And this is where it comes down to, you have to do it for you because there will always be someone there to take you down or lift you up. They're either gonna think you're inspirational or think you are, um, uh, how do they say it? Objectifying like obesity oh, or God. like promoting yeah. obesity. No, you're not. You like to move your body and you want to look cute doing it. Why shouldn't you have a cute outfit? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, yeah. So, oh, that's so let me stuff. ask you, are they realistic sizes? Because sometimes even though they put the X on it, they're yeah. like still small. Oh no, it totally is. I got to say right size. Yes, okay, absolutely. Okay. I, I, because I, I'm usually 22, 24. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll say that in my videos. And Which like, I love that you just say it because I, I couldn't even look at my closet with those numbers. It's a size. I again, know. But again, I have a whole thing about tag drama. You're one of the things that um, oh, yeah. I, tag I, drama. I love that. Yes. Sorry. Oh, no, it is because one of the things I say, the easiest way to lose mental weight is wear clothes that fit because then you're not thinking this is tight. This is pulling. This is, you know, riding up on me. Wear clothes that fit you. And guess what? No one's coming up to you and going, oh, do you know what? That's a two X. <laughs> Boo hoo. That's so Your tag true. is inside your clothes. I mean, when the day comes that it might be written outside and even then who cares? Again, if you're comfortable in it, that's what counts. And I, I laughed, there was a um, article way back that I read that um, I think it was Marilyn Monroe and possibly Elizabeth Taylor. They would cut the tags out of their clothes because if they saw a certain size, they started spinning. Yeah. And don't we all? There's oh, actually yeah. vanity sizing. There are a lot of higher money brands who it's really a 14, but they'll put a 12 as that same waist yes. size. And you're like, oh, I got a 12. I'm buying their pants. Exactly. Oh, which is a thousand percent yeah. true. A thousand percent. But no one knows that that says that except for you. And so it is, it's a mindset thing. It's a thought. And the beauty is like you brought up, 
we were never taught that our thoughts can lie to us. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things I try to get across to women is you have to actually, and that's part of the work, is stop and think one question. Was that true? And the thing is, I'm again, realistic. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, yeah, you shouldn't be in that. (laughs) Absolutely. But but anybody, regardless of their size, that could be the case. Absolutely. I I will tell this story and I laugh because that sometimes I think if she hears this, she'll know who it is. Yeah. I have a friend who honest to goodness is a size four. She went on a trip with me and she came to me and I, I love this. She's like, I haven't bought a stitch of clothes since I've gained like weight and all my clothes are tight. I looked at her and I go, are you, that's not okay. (laughs) And yet she's like, I could not see a six on the tag. I go, no one's seeing that number. You deserve to be comfortable in your clothes. I, I even joked with her. I have a, this is my thing because my weight has gone high and low. Oh yeah. These are the things you need in your, at every size. If you're doing either direction. Yep. Great pair of black pants. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere. A pair of khakis or jeans, again, goes with everything. A solid color shirt. It could be pink, black, white. You literally can go anywhere at that point now, especially nowadays, because anything goes in right. restaurants, you know, theaters. And as long as you have them that fit you and feel good, that's half the battle. Yep. But yeah, size four to six, couldn't handle it. God. Yeah. So the tag drama isn't just for plus size people. No, definitely, definitely, definitely not. And it's your thoughts. It truly is your thoughts that stop you. I mean, it stops you from everything. Like, for example, I'm sure you, while you were writing your book, there were times where your mind was fighting you going, who do you think you are to write a book? Why are you writing a book? Who's going to read the book? Guess what? You're awesome. You realized I do have things to say. I do have things to teach people. And you actually, without even realizing it, by continuing on, we're working your thoughts. And so that's awesome. You're, you're a mind reader because that's exactly what I was thinking. And as I'm editing it, and when I just finished recording the audiobook, and as I was recording the audiobook, I was like, I say the same thing over and over again. That sentence was no good. Like, what am I doing? People are going to read this and think it was written by one of your kindergarten students. Like these are seriously, I had to go to like my, my publisher and say all these things, like, how am I doing this? And Mm -hmm. she said to me, it's the message. People aren't reading this. You're I'm focused on like the, I don't know what you, I guess the literary, yeah, yeah, the, the literary component of it. She said, but the whole point is the message and your feeling and your emotion, and that's there. And that's what people are going to get out of it. But I went right to those, exactly what you're saying, negative (laughs) thoughts. It's still coming. Mm -hmm. It's still happening. Everything that I do, but the difference is, is that I'm aware of it and And I can change it. And I know I'm going to push forward instead of allowing me to do what you did and not go to any events and basically hide in my bed. Oh, no. I want you to know that my newest program is called Drive. It's an acronym. And the first one is D for don't think move. And you just nailed it. You had to stop thinking and take action because action brings clarity. And so too often it is our thoughts that stop us. 
And I will say to you, I, I know you and I know your message in your book is even if one person had a takeaway from your book, the ripple effect from that, you're not just affecting one person. And so that's where I think a lot of us get caught up in, especially in social media, the likes and views and stuff. But guess what? You don't realize how you impacting one person just impacted everyone that they come into contact with. And you have a, a phenomenal message that should be put out there. Well, thank you. Both of us. Both of us do. I feel so, um, you know, you're one of those people that when I first met you, I was like, oh, yeah, she's my person. You know, you you just know you're on the, the same wavelength and your oh. smile and exuberance and oh, yeah, love. Right love back it. at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so. What were your biggest fears leaving your job? Could I be anything but a teacher? I had been a teacher over 20 years. And as much as, like you said, I'm still teaching, my life was so the teacher schedule, the teacher, everything. And like I said, I loved when I taught and I loved the creativity and five-year-olds are my peeps. Like kindergarten was definitely where I should have been. I believe that. Um, but it was stable. It was safe. It was comfortable. And the one thing on my personal um, growth journey, and I, I think you're even talking about it um, in a way, it's when we get uncomfortable is when we make the biggest jumps, leaps, um, learn. And because when you stay comfortable, you're not growing. And, and, I, and I laugh because I had to stop saying it because it was too educationally focused is I am a lifelong learner and so should every person being about themselves though. We, a lot of times just at some point go, this is my life, accept it, settle for it. And that was the scariest thing is that I wasn't willing to settle anymore. The pandemic got me to that point that I went, no, there's more. I could be doing more. I could be, yeah, yeah. So that was the scariest part is leaving the stable, safe option. And how have you, what's been the most fulfilling thing, helping other women to see there's another way? Has oh, it been worth, worth the change or what? Yes, yeah, so you're going to get me verklempt. I, <laughs> I get emotional. Um, is having people reach out going like, because there are times where like you, I think, why am I doing this? Like, who do I think I am? The imposter syndrome rears its head. Oh yeah. And then I'll get the, 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 um, the DM or the email saying, you know what? I had a conversation with my husband, how uncomfortable I am when, and it was like an eye opener. They're like, you made it feel safe for me to actually say these things. <sighs> Can't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. feel yeah. A thousand percent. And, and, then and the, that's why we yeah. did it. And the other one is, which I love the most is Hey, I went out to a girl's night for the first time in months. I went to, you know, my husband's, you know, job dinner, which I had avoided for years. I mean, those are the moments that I'm like, you got it. That's You're right. doing the work. Absolutely. And like yeah. you said, just one person and the ripple effect. I mean, yeah. I, I hear you. And that's why we're both taking risks and yes. changing our lives in hopes that we can get our message out to help others realize Absolutely. there's a better way and change, change a lot of people's lives. Oh yeah. But one of the, Oh God, sorry. 
No, I was going to say what you were saying, though, as we're talking about that prior to me hitting record to record this, we said we can deliver the message, but you're the one who has to do the work. Absolutely. So this is the bottom line. You have to make the decision every day you get up that you're worth having a life you love to create it. And you are the creator of it. No one else is going to do it for you. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to change your life. You have to. No one else is in your head. And so literally my, my thing to every woman I talk to is 1% of the day. It was funny. I started doing orange um, fitness theory yeah. a few yeah. years ago. And one of my trainers kept saying 4% of your day, you're giving 4% of the day because it was an hour class. Yeah. And that really hit me like, ah, oh, that really isn't much. And so I got laughing that when I started really focusing in on what I was doing, I only needed 1% of my day. If you spend 15 minutes in a, I call it the focus 15, 15 minutes focused on something that you love. It could be, cre- there's different areas of your life, but right. like it could be creating, like you could be writing a book, you could be making cards, you could be, you know, knitting, or it could be connection, a relationship for 15 minutes, call the friend you haven't talked to in a month, you know, reach out to the people, or it could be move your body. But just doing 15 minutes every day, you start inserting yourself in your day. Huge. Because how many times do you go through the day and you're like, that day just ran me. Like I I was not in control that day. Absolutely. That's so funny. I just made a video uh, the other day thinking, saying, you have to plan your joy. Yes. You know, if you have a little something each day to look forward to, or even if you did it first thing in the morning, then that sets you off for the rest of the day on a, you know, good footing, or if you have it to look forward to, but it isn't going to happen. None of this stuff happens unless you make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually one of the things you just said plays into this because on Wednesday, I always come on my Instagram and I go, your two questions of the week, look back. How is it going? Do you need to reset because we're having a rough time or do you keep going? Cause it's going well. And then the second question is what do you have to look forward to? Mm. You should have things in your life that you want to do. You're looking forward to, you know, are going to be fun, bring you joy because too often we can go through a whole week and go hmm, that week happened Yep. in, in, you shouldn't be living like that. Your life is too precious. We get one life and it, as you talked about, that's why I called my course drive because it's a journey. There is no end goal. Like I laugh because dieting is the perfect example. As I said, I lost and gained hundreds of thousands of pounds. And it was because I always put an end date like, Oh, I got to my goal weight. It's over. And it's not, you're on the journey. It continues. So you have to make it something you like to do, you want to do. And guess what? You actually have the ability to do it. It is what you're choosing is what is going to help you create that life. And so absolutely, it is on you to do the work. I love I love when, um, I don't remember if it was Elizabeth Benton or somebody else mm-hmm. who said, um, the life you're living now is based on the choices you've made in the past. So yep. if you wanted to change, you got to start changing your choices this minute. Yep. Because oh, yeah. either way, a year from now is going to get here, or hopefully, or whatever yes. it is. Yes. 
and it could look the same. And that's your decision that you're making today by those small choices. We're not talking about, oh, I need to leave my career. We're not talking about those kind of choices. We're talking about the little teeny choices that you're making that start with the thoughts and the actions. And here's a way to figure out if it's happening. Every night when I lay down and I teach people this is I want you to go through your day and pick out, can you find moments that either made you happy, you you felt connected, I call them joyful moments, but can you pick it out? If you're laying your head on that pillow and you can't say one or two every time, you need to start thinking, I need to do better. Mm-hmm. And I need to add things to my life. And that's the other thing. I don't believe in taking away. I believe you should be adding things you like adding to your life, not living in lack or uh, subtraction. Yep. Absolutely. So let's just change gears a minute because you are such a uh, big exerciser as I am as well. Yeah. But I, I love to watch your videos and all the different things that you try and, and orange theory. I'm afraid that place seems intimidating to me. You're Actually, not intimidating. And so, and, and that's your mindset, right? You're not intimidated to walk into a place like that. Actually, it took me three tries to walk into that studio. Okay. That I makes me feel better. Again, you have to go, you got to push through the thoughts. And it took me three times. I drove in, I sat in my car watching all the people go in and I went, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Came back a second time. And again, I sat there like, you can do this, like all the motivational stuff. And I went, nope, and left. And on the third time I went, you know what? Just walk in the door. Like, this is where I say to you, baby steps. You don't have to do grand gestures. It was, I didn't even have to take a class. I just had to go to the front desk and say, can I see your, your payments and how much and stuff just to get myself in the door. And then honest to goodness, this, it was out in California. It was the nicest people and so welcoming. It was like, okay, I'll start. But this is a sick joke. So I love Orange Theory. I love the setup. I, I, I'm a competitive person. Well, because I have autoimmune issues, it actually, I was, <laughs> can't believe I can actually say this, over-exercising for my body. Wow. How did it you actually, find that out? By what they track? Yeah, uh, w- one of my doctors, yes. Oh. Like, I, like literally it was keeping my body stuck because my adrenals, adrenals became fatigued. Like it was too much for my body. And the irony was I stopped doing that and just went walking instantly. I, you could see it. I, the inflammation went down, like it was crazy, but I will tell you now, I'm a big fan of orange theory. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Because you're competing against yourself. Like that's what I liked about orange theory is in, like I said, the, the place I went into, and it did take three times, was so welcoming. I didn't feel, even though I must admit, I was the heaviest in almost every single class I was in. But in a way, <laughs> I think I, I joke, I motivated people because I'm thinking they're looking at me like, oh, if she's doing this, I, I should do be it. doing this. <laughs> That's yep. fantastic. And what about your Peloton? Oh, I love my Peloton. Oh, I got to say, if you told me that I would be on a stationary bike more than once, I mean, one of my proudest moments, honestly, was when I, I don't know if they still do this. So whenever this is airing, they did do this. If you do a hundred rides, 
Peloton sends you the Sentry shirt. For someone like me who, uh, like I call myself the sneaky athlete, <laughs> because no one looking at me be like, wow, she exercises. Yeah, um, it is. It getting that shirt was such a moment. Like I actually cried on on camera. I was. I so remember. Proud. Yeah. So and you should be. You yeah. should be. And my thing is, you, everyone can find a movement because I think part of it is, and again, I say it's no offense, our age. We grew up when exercise was because of a punishment. You ate too much. You, you know, there was always like a reason why you should be exercising versus it makes you feel good. One of the things, the best things about movement is your mental status. Oh my gosh. Totally. I, I, yeah, for me, that's a major, major part of it. And that's what keeps me moving too. Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize, I guess you just, you just have to keep you just have to keep trying and uh, sampling. Couldn't think oh, of a word, no. you know, because just because you don't like orange theory, let's say that doesn't mean you don't like all exercise. Exactly. And actually you're going to laugh at me again, my age, there's not in my area, but I laugh. I keep seeing ads for jazzercise and I love <laughs> dancing. No. What do you mean? I've jazzercised <laughs> for like 35 years. See? I'm the biggest jazzerciser there is. See? A dance, you're dancing. How how great is that? And so it, the best. it for me, it's move your body. Find what you like moving your body. I promise there's something out there for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You've so have you've always been in liked movement. It was there I, a time where you were too oh, uncomfortable? Oh yeah. I was just gonna say, oh, that's where I said it was sporadic. Okay. There were many years of couch potato. Yeah. <laughs> the term. And I definitely believed it because, and that's where I say you have to get out of your head. I wouldn't go to a gym. The, the, the fear of walking into a gym again, three minute rule. No one in a gym is even looking at you. They're looking at themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I like that three minute rule. idea mm-hmm. when you realize that that's all it is. Yes. And after that, and you know, I was just, so when I was thinking earlier, as I said, about being confident if I didn't lose the 10 pounds. And I thought about different scenarios where I've gone to see someone speak or whatever it is. And yeah, I might notice in the, I might notice an observation, your eyes, but then I'm not spending the rest of the time thinking about what they weigh or what they're wearing or their hair color. Um, if they're good at what they do, there it is. Then I'm, I'm in, I'm, you know, I forget all the rest of the stuff. And it's just so funny that we don't see that in ourselves. You know, we just think, I personally just think, oh yeah, the whole time I'm here, all the people are thinking is look at her, look at, you know, whatever, judging me. It's the judging thing. And I think it does for me come from my childhood of always feeling judged because Mm -hmm. of my weight. And, uh, I totally understand. Yeah. It's hard very hard to let go. But in the end, we're probably the ones, like you said earlier, we're the ones judging ourselves. We're the ones Ooh. who are doing the damage, not somebody else. It's all in our heads. 90% of the time, you are the harshest critic of oh, yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where you have to stop it. And one of the things is your internal dialogue you have to work on because that is where it starts. And one of the things I used to call it um, my inner bully but I just heard Mel Robbins say this on her podcast, and I even like it better, is actually name that voice with someone who you don't like (laughs) and tell them to stop it. 
Like when that voice starts, you need to get them and be like, stop it, you know, Beulah or whoever. Beulah. Wow. <laughs> you know Where the saying? heck did you come up with Beulah? My father, he'll say he never did, but that was a nickname he used to call me. He would joke with Beulah. And I have no idea where it came from. Oh, but that's yeah. So funny. You know, that's, I like that idea. I was just thinking, what would the name be? And for me, I was going to say Nora, which I feel terrible because my nephews and nieces, that's a problem. Cutie is named Nora, but a girl named Nora, I don't even want to say her last name. When I was in third grade, I was wearing this forest green, like pea coat. And she would follow me home from school with chalk and write all over my coat. And Stop she did it. it every day. And I, I, and it, I remember eventually because all I would do is cry and mm-hmm. I was panic stricken. Like it was so traumatic. And I remember my mother had to call her mother. Um, and I guess it stopped. But every time I hear the name Nora, it just brings me right back to that, that feeling. feeling. I can picture it. The whole, the whole thing. Horrible. So that is the perfect name because what you're going to be saying to Nora now is stop it, knock it off. You are not telling the truth. You're going to shut her down left and right when those thoughts come. Because truly, like one of the other things I have is because a lot of times when we get in those moments, you spin. I call it or spiraling, whichever way you want to talk about it. Because your thoughts now are going boop, 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 boop. It's going more negative, negative, negative. So what I do is have people envision a stop sign. And there are times where I actually, in my head, will be going S-T-O-P, like spelling it out. Oh, that's a good idea. Reset, because it's a hard stop. Yep. And so to just to get you out of that spiral, because sometimes that's all it takes is that moment of like a different thought. So, yeah. So true. <laughs> so what is the favorite thing that you do now? What's your favorite thing about what you do now? about what I do with people. Like, or yes. Myself? What you do with people. Okay. Um, probably working on that they need to value themselves and that they're worth the effort. Because when I say you're worth the work, worth means your self-worth. Right. And so my favorite thing is seeing that moment where that the woman goes, Oh, I am enough. Like, Oh, I am worthy. Like, Absolutely. That is such a a gratifying moment because it's not about me in that moment. It's about them having the realization that they are no different than Giselle, maybe the millions in the modeling contract. However, they are a human just like she is. So why wouldn't you think of yourself in the way you think of someone that looks like Giselle? And so that's my favorite thing is getting people to stop being so negative about themselves and seeing the positive, it, it, it is just, yeah, I, I enjoy that the most. I can understand that. It's just so funny how we can see the positive in everybody else, oh, except for ourselves. We're just like we said before, just so, so darn critical. But the, everyone is, we are wired that way. And that's another thing to accept. This isn't a defect of you. This is human um, anatomy. I don't even know the right word. Yeah. Your brain is physically wired to be negative because it's keeping you safe. It's from the caveman days. And so it is 
something. It's not a defect. I think people start getting down on themselves because oh, definitely. Think, what's so wrong with me? I can't do this. No, you have to switch it and think, what can, it's you. What can I do? <laughs> Literally, your message is exactly what they need. What can I do? Focus on the can, not the can't. Yeah. Oh boy. My whole mm-hmm. life. I can't, I can't. And a lot of times I couldn't because of my weight. Right. I mean that in my own mind, not that I couldn't really to me, I couldn't because of my weight. I'm not going spelunking at my size in tiny crevices. There are things that your weight will, but I will tell you now, weight is completely relative. My mom again denies she ever said this, but at one point we were talking and she goes, you know, you're thin for a fat person, but you're fat for a thin person. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> and it's true because yes. when you stand in a crowd, I guarantee you can pick out bigger people, same size people, littler people. Yep. Everybody is different. Why do we make that how we we feel? And we do. We 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 internalize, oh, I'm bigger, or I have friends who are tiny and they're like, I'm so tiny. And they they think that's a negative. I'm like, why? It's a size. It has nothing to do with who you are. And let me tell you, there are jerks who are thin. There are jerks who are fat. Damn right. <laughs> but if you are a good person and you're you're leading with kindness to others and yourself, again, you can do so much. So yeah. Oh my gosh, I just love your message to death. <laughs> and I, I need to incorporate some of those tips For sure. I mean, anybody can make the change, right? It is. You just have to put the time in. That is what it comes down to. You have to do the work. It is all about practicing because it will get easier. Like if I said to you right now, I want you to learn uh, Mandarin. You're Mm going to go, and you're going to go the first two weeks, you're going to be like, it's so hard. It's so hard. And then slowly, because you keep doing it consistently, you're going to be like, oh, I could just ask a question in Mandarin. I could have a conversation. Same with your brain. You have to work on stopping the negativity by being consistently working on flipping the script. Were you a person when you started to want to change your mindset, to put little reminders or anything to get you out of like, what did you do? Did you have post-its? Did you have reminders on your phone? Like, did you do any of that? I hate to, I can't show you because my, my desk area is a nightmare, but literally I have post-its everywhere. I order things like this. Well, I, they can't see that. You have oh, to explain what this oh, is. I apologize. I just <laughs> pulled up a planner. I forgot. Um, it says, just be you. I love that. I have, I have another one that says dream big, sparkle more, shine bright. Yep. Right in my, you have to be surrounded by it because it is being reminded helps. Yes. Yes. You do. I think that that was a good point. And I love quotes. I was a big quote person. Oh, that's so funny because when you do read my book, one of the first, I don't remember if it's chapter one or prologue, whatever the heck it was. Uh, it's all about, I never had a quote and everybody else had a quote. And where did all these people get these quotes from? And why don't I have a quote? And I thought once yearbooks were over, I was scot-free. And then when they started with social media, people were putting their stupid quotes on their profile. I'm like, oh, well, you've got to be kidding me. 
So it wasn't until about a year or two ago that I, I got myself a quote just haphazardly, but I love that you love quotes and now I do too. It is. Uh, it, again, it's it's finding that message that speaks to you. Yes. Just like your quote yep. absolutely changed a lot in your life. Yep. It's because you internalized it and you yep. started actually living it. it. Absolutely. And so that's where it comes from. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is the Dr. Seuss one, granted again, kindergarten teacher, <laughs> is um, don't be sad it's over. Be happy that it happened. I'm totally paraphrasing that. And it's that. true. It's true because how many times do we have these events in life that we're so like, oh, poor me. Like I got home from a Hawaiian trip, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, I just had the best trip. I was so blessed to be on it. You're again, right into the negative of boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a lot of boo-hoo practice myself. Not everyone anymore. does. But everyone does it. Like, and the good news is, you have done the work and that's where it comes down to. And if that is the biggest message I can get across is you're worth it. Every day you wake up, you get another chance. See, I yep. got the even saying it. Yeah, it's true though. It's true. Yeah. Just to, just that little shift in thinking instead of thinking, getting up and going, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. What do I have today? Oh no, I got to go here. Then I got to do that. You know? Instead of thinking, like you said, I have a chance or thinking what, what decision, what small act can I do differently today that might have a ripple effect a year from now, two years from now in my life. Absolutely. I mean, for example, you could get up and be like, oh, my day is so packed. I hate the word busy. My day is so full, but you might think, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make the best cup of coffee or tea and enjoy it for these three minutes I have that I can actually enjoy and then go into your chaotic day. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. Different yep. way, different way to look at it. I, that's my day today. So okay. I'm not a coffee drinker. I've got a McDonald's diet Coke obsession. That's, you know, a problem that, that, now, along with my glasses, but you know, <laughs> I love your glasses, but that's part of who you are. See, again, this isn't a problem. That's fa- spectacular. Yep. You can change your glasses on a moment's notice. Well, no, I'm not saying that it's a problem for other people. I'm saying it's a problem because I buy so many of these darn things that I have to, and I have, uh, you know what? I don't even never talk about it. It's pair eyewear. I, I literally need to have pair eyewear anonymous because- <laughs> when this is crazy, when my husband died and everybody was at my house before the funeral, my cousin, actually it was my cousin, Mindy. She goes, how many of those things do you own? I said, I don't know. She said, let's count them. How many are, how much does they cost each? I'm like, no, no, no. We don't have to count them. No, no, no. And instead of counting them, they're $25 each. She's like 25, 50. And next thing you know, I said, okay, let's, let's end it there. But I have, uh, yeah, I must own 30 pair and they're, they're so, um, smart because every week they have a new design and I have to tell myself, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. Those designs are closer to the other ones. You don't need to buy it, but it's, it's an issue. True. But it does bring you moments of happiness. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Right. Exact. Oh, 
This yeah. is, it's so my jam. I mean, yeah. when I get those heart ones and then mm-hmm. I actually just got rainbow sprinkle ones, but they mm-hmm. have a, the bottom of it is this green color that I don't like, and I don't wear anything with that color. So, okay. Yeah. I'll have to just wear all black or something. I was going to say black or white. I yeah. Go. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Or denim. That might look good with denim. Hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. All right. Well, we digress. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) No, I started. So as we finish our wonderful conversation, any final thoughts that you'd like to share or any, any maybe tip of how somebody actually gets started? What would you say the first, very first thing that they can do to start making a change? Buy an outfit that you feel great in. Have Mm. one outfit, your go-to outfit. Like I actually... In my closet, uh, the way I do it is I actually put in outfits, like I have three outfits from casual to fancy, mm-hmm. all put together. Oh. So at a moment's notice, I know I can just throw it on and go and know I feel good in it. I'm comfortable in it. People don't take the time to do that. And that is probably the easiest way to start this work is drop the guilt about your clothing size. Get an outfit that looks good on you because no one cares about the size. They care about you that's in it. Oh my gosh, that's such great advice because every day I go into my closet and just look like like something is going to pop out at me that's different than it was there yesterday. Yep. So I love that idea to have it all ready to go. No thought. Yeah. Honestly, I I get hysterical because if someone came in, it's literally hanging like the tank under the sweater. Oh my gosh. That is that I never heard that before. I love that. It's kind of like thinking about planning my food day, right? If I do that, then I don't have to decide what I'm going to have for lunch because I've already planned it. And I just have to take a look at what I wrote and go get it. And this is the same thing. We have so much decision fatigue. There's a reason Steve Jobs wore that turtleneck because he didn't have to think about it every day. He knew what he was going to pull out of the drawer. Yep. And this is a way that you can have that with feeling good about what you're wearing because that makes you go out in the world. It makes you feel more comfortable getting out there because I'm telling you, you need to expand your world. You're worth it. Absolutely. Great. Great advice. Great advice. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. This has been fabulous. Where can people go to learn more about you? Um, the main place would probably be my Instagram at the Sarah Hines. Um, you can DM me. I do have um, two websites. I have um, Life Shines Big was my first one. And I actually am going to start going back to working on that. I love and that. also uh, Self Love Shines. By the way, my name is Sarah Hines. S Hines makes shines. So there's a lot of shines in my life which is just so, so, so darn cute. You so plan yeah. that perfectly. <laughs> I have to give my parents credit. But, um, so yeah, so, but Instagram is probably the easiest place to find me at the Sarah Hines. Okay, wonderful. And we'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and your wonderful nuggets of advice. They're fabulous. And uh, it it's very helpful to me and helps me think about you know, my mindset and how I am not, um, being so nice to myself sometimes. And, and now I have Nora. Now I am going to walk away with Nora mm-hmm. and 
I'm going shut to her find down. some, and uh, yep. And I'm going to find some outfits. Yes. Oh, and take Mindy with you for that author. Outfit. I will. Don't worry. She won't let me go without her. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you well, so much. thank you. And until next time, thanks so much for listening today. And remember, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself.